0: I young, I had two pair of leaves, besides that, the pinstripes and the gray, uh-huh. the one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt, and alligators, uh-huh. you wanna see the inside, huh? i see you later, They come the drama, oh, that's that nigga with the fake, uh-huh. You punch me in my face, stay in your place, play your position, Uh, become my intuition, uh go in this nigga pocket, rob him while his friends watch it, that hoes clock it, Uh, here comes respect, his crew's your crew, or they might be next, look at they man eye, big man, they never try, so we roll with Uh, them. stole with them. I mean loyal. When I was wrong, I got my point across, they depicted me the boss, of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round, plus I'm fucking, bitches ain't my homegirls now, start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing, nickname Medina, made the Sinas, stop my Ninas, from Jim Clash, pass off for global, the only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total, getting larger in waste and wasting taste, ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon, Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible stain was to waste. waste. Burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Some installed separately. Fishing our corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Long as I got stuff from most of them saw. Even when I was wrong, I got my point across They depicted me the boss Of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round Plus I'm fucking Bitches ain't my homegirls now Start stacking Dabbled in crap Gunpacking Nick named Medina made the Sinas tote my Ninas From gym class to English Pass off for global The only nigga with a mobile can't you see like total, getting larger and wasting taste Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, just in case. Keep a shell let it be your melon, clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste haven't done that in a while, <laughs> fucking
1: complete no. botch of the, of the intro, Jesus, I forget, cause <laughs> it's because man, I'm worried about this OBS cause this OBS is fucking being weird on me and I fucking forget to unmute us, Jesus Christ, okay, let's run that back from the top. What is going on guys? We're back with yet again another edition of the notorious sales podcast, man. If you guys If this is your first time watching, you guys, do not know how the show works, man. Every Monday we are on here with Notorious Unscripted and every Friday we are on here with- we are on here with the news uh, at 4 p.m. Central. If you guys didn't miss this past Friday's edition of news, WWE, some WWE talent believe Vince McMahon is back in the creative helm of WWE, uh, and WWE believes that they have a legitimate chance at landing Kenny Omega once his deal is up. Um, that and a bunch of other news stories, man. It was a loaded week in news, so if you to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to see it first, join us right here. Every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Um, Also, if you guys haven't got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And it is in either mine or Sir social media pages, man. You can get all eight of these beautiful designs in more than just a t-shirt live on the merch shop for you guys, man. That is... The Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo, the best-kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler-inspired shirt, the Scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Christmas merch, man. So all eight of these beautiful designs, like I said, available in more than just a t-shirt. They are live on the merch shop for you guys as we speak, man, Um, and in either mine or SirK's social media pages, man. So... With that, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Heels Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, I got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man?
2: Going good, man. Going good. Just waiting for vacation and um, just chilling out, man. Just been chilling out. This was... did not feel like a Monday and still doesn't, man. It feels weird, man. It feels weird. It feels like a Sunday or something. I'm fucking tired as shit after this shit, man. But uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just been chilling out, man. Just waiting for uh, this weekend, man. I can't wait to vacation, come back, watch Revolution. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun as hell, man. But I've been good. Like Durante always asks, man, even though he's not here yet, whether he'll be here later or in the replay, man, always asks, how's life, how's family? Life's good, man. Family's good. What about everybody in chat, man? What about you, Logan? What about you, bro? How you doing?
1: Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, Yeah, can't, can't complain, man, just getting ready for this Revolution Week um, Revolution Weekend, and, you know, just a week building up to it, man, so it should be interesting, man, and it should be a pretty fun weekend, um, as they always are, bro, but, um, yeah, man, nothing, uh, nothing nothing too much, man, nothing too much, um, uh, yes, but as Durante always asks, I'm good, family's good, and, um, uh yes and and what about you Durante, as always and thank you for always asking even though he's not here yet and and what about you Logan Pops what about everybody else uh watching the reman and everybody else um that's here with us man so yeah um man man um who bro so oh also before i forget to before I forget to run this over. Uh, Sir Kay just mentioned he's going on vacation. And if you guys did miss Friday's edition of the news, uh, you guys would know we are doing news this week on Wednesday. Uh, we are doing this uh, news this week on Wednesday. That is going to be 9 p.m. Central, probably around 9.15-ish after Dynamite goes off the air. So, yeah, man, just a fair uh, heads up, um, you know, so... Don't forget, man. Don't forget. So uh Friday is going to there he is. What's up, Durante? So there he is. What's up, man? hell yeah. So um, yes. So we will be here Wednesday. Uh so Friday is gonna feel really weird because the last time was gonna be weird. I, I swear to God, bro. The last time we weren't on Friday for news was probably uh, July of 2021, we did news on a Thursday night because I was doing a little weekend vacation thing, man. So man, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be weird, bro. It's going to be weird. Um, for sure. And of course, when I, I, remember when, uh, uh, when I went on vacation, I believe it was the Friday evening or Saturday evening. We got the official word that CM Punk and Brian Danielson uh were coming to AEW. So what do you fucking figure, man? But um mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. So um but yeah, man. Uh so yes, just you know, fair heads up to you guys. Uh, you know, again, uh just so you don't forget. So Wednesday, nine PM Central after Dynamite, man, we will be on here live with the news. Um AEW Dynamite, man. AEW Dynamite. Well, first and foremost, yes, we will we will be talking about Monday Night Raw. We'll be talking about Monday Night Raw as always. And man, I was telling Sir Kay this before really? Yeah, I was telling we went on the uh before we got on here, I was telling him, um, man, like at the end of the show, I realized that I didn't live tweet at all and I didn't even do it by mistake. Um I didn't even do it by mistake bro. I was just so just disinterested from the show. I don't know. We'll go over it man. We'll go over it. But um where are you saying Oh no I was just Yeah. Oh okay. Um but AEW dynamite man. AEW dynamite Alright bro This show, this show was okay. I thought, I thought this show, I thought this show gave yeah. us a lot of the, I thought this show gave us a lot of the, the same problems we brought up on Unscripted last weekend, or or last last Monday. Sorry, I thought it gave us a lot of the problems that it gave us last Friday. Um, just kind of a bunch of, bunch of nothingness, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of non-build. Um, but if my thing would load,
0: bruh.
1: Okay, alright man, so Okay, there we go Alright, so the show opens up With Orange Cassidy The show opens up With Orange Cassidy Versus Wheeler Yuta Okay Um Yeah So It a
2: match from what I remember, man
1: yeah, it, it was. It was. Um,
0: give us one second, guys. Okay.
1: Soon as I soon as I took us down, because uh, I felt something was wrong, um, I was right. The Wi Fi went out. So we're back. And I'm hoping it's good. Let me try to refresh chat before we continue this. But yes, me and Sir K have been having these really bad problems where it's like a mad fucking time delay. So yeah. so that's why sometimes you hear me talk and then I'm just sitting here with his dumbass fucking smile on my face waiting for him to respond. <laughs> um it's it's neither of our fault. Um so I apologize for it. Um so okay, golly, where the hell were we? AEW Dynamite, bro. So mm-hmm. Okay, the opening match on the show was Wheeler Utah versus Orange Cassidy. And this match, um, this match, uh, this match was actually, the match itself was really good. Uh, Nobody ever is complaining about the in ring quality of AEW. In fact, uh, the in ring quality of AEW is uh, probably some of the best in ring quality uh, that we know as a uh, fan, uh, you know, fans in America uh, or. Uh, some of the best in the ring quality. Nobody's complaining about that. The problem with this match, well, even when they announce it, and I believe they announced yes, they did. They announced another match for him next week, and it was it's orange. I don't know if you've seen it, but Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill because they attacked the best friends. Oh my God! And you AEW fans say you don't need any storytelling? Well, oh boy, fucking. Oh, boy. Golly, let fucking, let fucking Mr. Johnny fucking take you to school again, bro. Jesus, Mr. Mayhem take you to fucking school again like I did last week. Class was in session. Jesus Christ. Dude, so this match, wheeler Yuta, uh, the only bit of story we got in this match was uh, oh so captivating. It was in a video package before the match, and Wheeler was telling Orange Cassidy... That he doesn't need him anymore. And he went from being the bullied to the bully. Um, What's going on here, man? Yeah.
2: You have two people who used to be in the same group. You would have ditched his ass for a better group. You could have an actual little story there, and you're just like, nah.
1: Well, okay. Unfortunately, Surkay has froze again. Um, but yes. So that is what Wheeler Yuda said. He said that uh, he he went from being the the bullied to the bully, so he's the bully now. He tells Orange Cassidy he's hanging around with two of the baddest dudes in um in the world, mm-hmm. I guess. And oh, there he is. Dude,
2: first sugar Wi-Fi now. Fucking
1: night, bro. What's going on here? I don't. know. Maybe it's because of the storms. Maybe. I think, I think probably actually
2: probably yeah. it's pretty bad today.
1: Yeah, because me and Sir Kay live a decent ways away from each other. Probably about like a hot five minutes, so it's probably the storm.
2: Probably, man. Probably. Did you hear anything I said?
1: I heard you say they could have made some story out of this, and then you cut out.
2: Okay. Yeah, man, you have a story where a guy leaves a fucking group of friends for a way better group of friends. friends. And the only story you could come up with was, yeah, I used you staying with you guys? No, I don't. What? Put some fucking intrigue there, man, please.
1: Yes. Um. However, this match was really good. I would have actually liked to see Wheeler Yuta capture the All-Atlantic Championship, somebody that I actually I, fucking like, um, and have both and championships.
2: Put, exactly, and can put interesting matches on every week. Some there believable you. matches.
1: Exactly. That kind of fits into the whole Blackpool Combat Club thing. Not that they're exempt from telling stories, but that's part of their gimmick no. is to just put on banger matches. But according to hardcore AEW fans, everybody's exempt from anybody. telling stories. So. Oh, yeah.
2: As long as it's a good match, who fucking cares, man?
1: Yeah. What do you know? Good match, they don't give a shit. Everybody's fucking exempt from telling a story. Oh, Wheeler Yuta... Um, Wheeler Yuta was getting Orange Cassidied in the beginning of this match. And, uh, what that means, I'm going to coin that phrase now is, uh, you know, he's kind of mm-hmm. just standing there taking Orange Cassidy's bullshit. He's putting his hands in his fucking pockets. He's lollygagging around and, um, Claudio comes out there, smacks Wheeler Yuta. I don't know how that wasn't a disqualification, but I digress. Um, so he smacks Wheeler Yuta Uh, goes in the ring and you know they proceed to put on a really good match it was a banger um it was a banger of a match uh you know go fucking figure and um it was a banger of a match orange cassidy picks up the victory uh orange picks up the victory after the match orange opens up his hands to like give him a hug you know or his arms rather he opens up his arms Wheeler Yuta's standing there. It looks like he's going to give him a hug, and Claudio's mm-hmm. standing on the ramp and is, like, parenting Wheeler Yuta to kind of, you know, come up the stage, and Wheeler Yuta just walks right past him and goes to Claudio. So I don't know if that's some sort of tease. I don't know if it's that's... better. Yeah. The Dude. Not. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that was... Meant to be, I'm not. I asked for. I asked for good storytelling. I did not ask for Claudio to be Wheeler Yuta's parent. Um. So, I don't know if that's the way they're going with this story. I'm not really gonna give too much of a fuck about it. Uh. I don't really care to see. I don't really care to see a story where Claudio, uh, who. You know, Claudio may be the vet here, but Wheeler-Yuda's technically been in the Blackpool Combat Club longer than Claudio has, and Wheeler-Yuda actually had to uh, bust his balls to get in the group. I don't really care to see Wheeler-Yuda be parented by Claudio, um, or they could do it in a little bit more of an intriguing way, you know what I mean, and kind of a way where it's less subtle, uh, or sorry, it's, it's more subtle, sorry to where... No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to where it doesn't look like he's parenting him. Yeah, you fucking
2: tell him, like, oh no, no, come down in the ring now. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? I'm groaning as man. the fuck you saying? Like, that, that shit, I thought that part was really weird. I didn't like that.
1: Me neither. I wasn't a fan of that at all. Um, Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care to see where this storyline goes. I don't really care about seeing Wheeler Yuta back in the best friends with uh, with Orange Cassidy. So, and if that's all he got, man, then holy shit, you need to look at your roster because you got a lot of good people on there um, <laughs> to tell stories with. However, however, next, um, we get Ricky Starks. We get Ricky Starks out in the ring, man. He's out there, and he... I, I love this. It made... Ricky Starks made the term dumb baby face syndrome look non existent. No question. So Ricky Ricky was out here and he says, you know, I'm accepting that me and Chris Jericho um, uh, having a, a match is is done, you know. The opportunity is out the window, so I have an open contract here for anybody at Revolution who wants to face uh, Ricky Starks, and he, he threw in a cool little line in there about um, how uh, people are going to see him at Revolution because the Revolution is televised or, or something like that. Uh, it was a real, really cool uh, little little uh, pun there, I guess, but um, so... He says, anybody who wants to face Ricky Starks at Revolution can come out here, man. And Chris Jericho comes out and he tells uh, Ricky Starks, he says, I know what you're trying to do. Um, you know, you're trying to you're trying to get me uh to feel bad and come down there and sign it, but I'm not going to. Because you lost your opportunity. Um Ricky Starks says, Ricky Starks says, um, he says, you know, it's it's funny because every time I face you, uh, all it is is, uh, you know, the great Chris Jericho needing help from his uh, from his stable uh, or his faction, the JAS, to uh, to beat me. Chris Jericho calls him out again. He tells him, yeah, you know, I know what you're trying to do um, then. Hmm, uh, pretty Peter Avalon. Pretty Peter. Pretty Peter makes his way out. And the commentators start, you know, putting this over as they should. Like, oh, okay, well, Chris Jericho doesn't want the shot. So, you know, anybody on the roster is going to get it. Um, g- going to, you know, get a match with Starks. Jericho says, wait, what the hell? So he grabs Peter, you know, right as he walks past him. He gives him a Judas effect with the spiked jacket. Pretty cool. And, um... He hops in the ring and he says, uh, um, you know, he says, You uh you want to face me at Revolution? I'll sign it. He takes the paper and he says, Well, I would sign it, but I don't have a pen. Ricky Stark says, Oh man, well, I do. So he grabs a pen. Kirchericho does the old 2016 fucking where's my pen? Does the old pen click the old pen click man it was a beautiful throwback a beautiful little innuendo to the days of the list of jericho um so jericho clicks the pen he does the old 2016 pen click he signs the paper and he tells ricky starks you will never outsmart me he walks away as ricky starks just Looks in, in the uh, as Ricky Starks just looks down the camera and he's like, Yeah, I kind of just did, you dumbass. But, um, yeah. so I like that. But he also mentioned in here how he's one step ahead. So I wonder if there's going hmm. to be something else at Revolution that stops him, stops Ricky Starks from winning the match.
2: I could see maybe Hobbs returning.
1: Well, dude, in Chris Jericho, maybe. Hobbs is in uh-huh. the impromptu uh-huh. revolution oh. ladder match.
2: Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, damn, dude. I told I always that's what I thought too. That match. Damn, hmm, I wonder what Jericho's gonna do then. Look at that. You yeah, add a little story in a match, and it's interesting.
1: Seriously. look at that, man. Damn, you just. Guy. You just brought back horrible memories of Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs feud. What a shit feud! They they had gold in that dude.
2: They had gold in that fucking feud, and they just they just failed miserably, man.
1: Nah, not to compare yeah. them to DIY, but DIY broke up very early in their run, and mm-hmm. they went on to have a banger of a feud. That would be like Triple H breaking up DIY and then having them fight in two random matches one on a takeover the other one on nxt weekly tv and then just ending it there and that was it i mean what the fuck so
2: So i'm definitely intrigued in this match man i'm excited i'm excited man look what happens when you put some story in a match i'm actually intrigued to see what happens wow
1: definitely man definitely this this match is going to be an interesting one, and I'm interested to see what uh, what they what they pull out here for the um, uh, for Ricky Stark and Chris Jericho. Man, I'm interested to see how Chris Jericho um, because he would have had to have known the irony of that statement. Like you can't out fool me, but he just did. Uh, so I like that a lot. But mm-hmm. I like that a lot. But um. He walked away. Like I said, he had to have known the irony of that statement, but it is very interesting because I feel like he has something up his sleeve, um, bro. Then we get a bunch of. Oh, let's see. Oh. We all know. Yes, Jericho is. Yeah. Jericho is a man of long-term booking, but sometimes they'll... uh, No, Jericho isn't a fan of long-term booking. Jericho is a fan of long, long, long long-term booking. I mean, his his feud with MJF... His feud with MJF went on for a fucking year. One year. From 2020... To 2021, bro. Oh my god.
2: That feud. Oh man, that shit was something else, dog.
1: Yes, this. Yeah, this feud. You know, I like it. I, I like him giving Ricky Sarks the the rub here, man. But oh man, yes, curse Jericho's feuds can yeah. can be a little lengthy, man. hmm Next, we get. Next we get a huh, next we get a bunch of video packages from all the participants in the casino ladder match or the casino battle royale oh, fucking what the fuck am I talking about ladder match the casino battle royale um uh, bro my thing is the reason I wanted to mention this is because Why was everybody talking about that Best Friends promo like it was some MJF pipe bomb shit, bro? That shit was hot ass. Fucking Chuck Taylor yelling in the mic. We're screaming. I don't even know what we're mad for. Oh, I don't know, Chuck. Maybe it's because you fucking suck. Maybe it's because your act is fucking dead as fuck. Maybe that's why you're mad. Maybe that's why you should be mad and maybe a little pissed off that you don't get any fucking championship opportunities around this place because you're horrible and your act is fucking beyond stale and dead and uninteresting. I don't know. It's just me, though. But um, I don't know why you're mad either, Chuck. Maybe you should just get get the fucking pink slip already. Anyway...
2: That's sort of God, bro. I should ass bro. I hate Ugh, I can't stand those two, man. They're so just uninteresting.
1: Let's get mad. I don't even know what we're mad about. I don't fucking know Chuck Taylor. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe you have nothing to intrigue
2: about any of your characters.
1: Golly, I mean what the fuck. So <sighs> So next we get the acclaimed versus Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. This match was alright. Yeah, I mean this match, this match was nothing too crazy, bro. Um, It's kind of just an acclaimed match. The guns tried to come and interfere. The acclaimed uh, did hit the mic drop on Lee Moriarty and uh, beat him. they beat them, so they won the match. They won the match, and uh, yeah, so that was that was that. The team of Lee Moriarty and Big Bill is, is some of the worst television mm-hmm. AEW's ever mm-hmm. put on. I don't know how you look at these two as a menacing heel mm-hmm. act. I mean, it's just they suck together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big Cass has a tag team partner. He already has one.
2: This shit is ass, bro. I hate the fucking The Firm. I hate it. I fucking hate the name Big Bill. Uh, dude, just just end it, bro. Just end The Firm. It has already failed.
1: Just cut it. The whole point of the group was to go against CM Punk and CM Punk got suspended. So, you know, <laughs> that was Um, Tony Schiavone comes to the stage. He goes to call out Christian Cage. Jungle Boy Jack Perry intercepts him and starts to beat him down Uh, on the stage. He comes out with the two chairs, goes for the concerto, and Christian Cage gives him a low blow as he um, attacks Jungle Boy Jack Perry, gives him a concerto, and his... uh, they they did a really cool visual where he grabbed him by the hair and he pulled his head up and his whole side of his face was just uh, covered in blood. So it was real real sick visual, man. I'm excited to see, uh, I'm excited to see where this goes, man. I hope they have their, uh, I hope they have their final match or their blow off match at uh, Revolution. Uh, I'm, but knowing Tony Khan. One of the matches will be at Revolution, and then the feud will just end on the random week of Dynamite. Yep.
2: Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. You know, Tony Khan works, man. But I'm definitely intrigued for Revolution, man. I, I miss this feud, and I miss Christian Cage, man. It's good to have him back.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I need mean, those funny-ass criminals again. Oh, my God bro menace christian cage dude it was really oh so good
2: especially with a possible cm punk returning that could be really fun the shit he can say
1: yes yes it would be very very good man um so samoa joe and wardlow how how do they follow up that amazing Wardlow sit down from two weeks ago where he talked about his father and Samoa Joe uh, and how Samoa Joe isn't going to survive him. How on earth will Samoa Joe combat this promo? Well, he came out to the ring for a live promo booked. No Tony Khan ever. Bro, fucking Samoa Joe cuts one of, one of the best live promo speakers in the business, yet again cuts a pre-taped promo from the back to respond to Wardlow. Really?
2: Bro, give me some fucking in-ring promos, man. Nobody.
1: You got me, Nobody except for fucking MJF gets a decent amount of fucking live crowd promo time, man.
2: Man, like, remember at one point, we would get Hangman doing it. We would get Punk doing it. We'd get members of the elite. Random people. That Cody. shit doesn't happen anymore. Cody. Like... Fucking anyone who's feuding with at the time. Like, dude... Give me in-ring promos, bro. Especially people like Samoa Joe.
1: One of the best live speakers there is in wrestling is fucking just constantly, constantly giving backstage promos to do. It is criminal.
2: I hate it. I hate that that they do that.
1: (sighs) So he responds, I genuinely could not even tell you what the hell this man said. I'm just so over these fucking backstage promos. He probably said the same thing he says about Warlow every week. He's going to put him to sleep at Revolution, and he is going to survive him. Please, dude, please, give me some fucking live promos, man. Please, dear God. Well, God,
2: man,
1: please. No kidding, bro. No kidding. Um, all right, man, buckle up, get your fucking popcorn, bro. It's time. It is time for one of my favorite parts of AEW television every week. One of your favorite parts, man. We have the freelancers. They're back getting some more. (laughs) They're back getting some more television time, man. The freelancers, Soraya and Tony Storm. They come out smiling, giving middle fingers to everybody for no reason. Little nitpick. Is it just me or do a lot of heel AEW women come out giving middle fingers to the crowd? I know Anna Jay and Ty Conti do it. Tony Storm and Soraya, I mean, little overkill on the middle finger, man.
2: Oh, dude, it's all the women in AW do. It's just all day. They do it to each other in the ring whenever they're having a promo. They do it to the crowd. They do it backstage. It's all they fucking do. All they do is call each other a bitch and flip them off. Hey, girl, come up with something a little more creative.
1: I mean, my God, is that your only way to get fucking heat, man? Well, the freelancers get a lot of heat, man. You want to know why the freelancers get a lot of heat? Because they're spray painting Is L's. It. That's why they're calling them. They're it's calling just... them losers.
0: <laughs>
1: Tommaso Champa, Tommaso Champa, you know, I wish Tommaso in 2018 had had a chance to to take a little bit of notes on these freelancers, man. I mean,
2: uh, it's man. After from Gargano. I fucking take over Chicago, man. He should have just fucking spray-painted a massive L on his back and walked away. I love it. (laughs) That would have been heat.
1: That would have made the feud, bro. So we have the freelancers. The freelancer one, Soraya. (sighs) Oh, man. I, I swear to God, I hope Ruby Soho does not fucking join this group, man.
2: Oh, dude, I Really hope not, man. I genuinely hope not, because that would just kill her, man.
1: This shit is garbage. They have Ruby in this really cool spot right now, where she's like a solo act, and everybody fighting, and it's and it's doing some good for her, if you ask me. I mean, she looks pretty fucking cool. She's like the standalone person in this she's not on a side whether it's team AEW or whether they want to say it or not team WWE fucking Ruby's like in the middle of that and it's like uh, they're putting her in a really cool spot and they're putting a really cool highlight on her Um, and I love it I love it and dude if she fucking joins these godforsaken freelancers bro oh Ah. I
2: know they're trying to you know, eventually build to like a big group of you know, two women, you know, the fed, the freelancers versus the AEW originals. And I get that, man. But if you if it's if that you know, end of the feud is, is a minute away, bro, strike while you're hot, man. And not maybe not at Revolution because maybe it's a little too soon, maybe a double or nothing. Have Ruby. Take that title, or
1: maybe
2: I don't know who I'd rather see at Forbidden Door as champ: Ruby or Jamie Hader. I'm down for either, to be honest. So I would say maybe in double or nothing, dude. Strike while the iron's hot, and while those two groups are distracted, and Jamie Hader has her focused, you know, on on those two, have Ruby take that title, bro.
1: That's another. That would person be awesome. I think they're gonna bring back. Um, Sheeta, is gonna come back and join Team Shida. AEW at some point. You know that's gonna happen. Which yep. is which is the thing oh, that's yeah. the thing that's scaring me is if you have Willow Nightingale, who's obviously gonna have to join Team AEW. Sheeta's probably gonna come back and join AEW. It's getting a lot of weight. It's getting a lot of weight on the AEW side. There's not really too much on on Team WWE side. So I don't know why. But I feel like they're gonna fucking put Ruby Soho in this group and it's gonna fucking kill it.
2: I think so, man. I, I think so, man. Uh, who who can even be their fourth? They Mercedes. even put Ruby in there. Oh yeah, true. She she not she she ain't with them though. She don't like them. She... <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: There's a thing about the storyline that doesn't Really makes sense. It's kind of about you know the you know the invaders. And it's it's it should be about you know the invaders to AEW versus the AEW originals. But it's really just XWWE versus AEW originals. I think if they put it more as invaders, it would look better when people like Ruby or Mercedes join. Bro, those two hated that fucking company when they fucking yeah. left. The fuck? Why are they joining the team? This this rocking with them? I don't know, man. I don't know. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know where the fuck this feud's going, man. But I think you're right, sadly, and I think Ruby might join the fucking the Fed. I think she's joining that fucking free the free-lancer. freelancers, <laughs>
1: the Fed lancers,
2: the outliers. Whatever they're fucking called, man. I think she's going to join them.
1: Uh, horrible. Absolutely horrible. going to be emails
2: on people, too.
1: Atrocious, dude. Absolutely atrocious. So... Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniels, fuck, Jim, Jim Ross Jr. over here. Um, Brian Danielson comes out to the ring, and he starts talking about MJF. He starts talking mm-hmm. about MJF. He starts talking about how he's going to love to take the championship off of MJF come revolution. He couldn't really get too much uh, talking in before Max came out, and... He said, um, you know, you think you think that I hate you because I can't remember what the hell he said. Oh, you think that I hate you uh for all those reasons because Brian was in the ring talking about, you know, uh you took out my mentor but you hate me. You did this to me but you hate me. So kind of just He's calling out MJF for, you know, hating him for just stupid reasons, pretty much. And um, MJF came out and he said, do you think I hate you for those reasons? Do you want to know why I hate you? Because you have a family. And I was like, oh, no, I knew where this was fucking going. I was like, oh God. And I'm sitting there. I thought it was a weird ass reason at first, but then as he started to explain, it obviously made more sense. But when he originally said, you know, I I hate you because you have a a family, I hate you because you have a beautiful wife and two beautiful children, I was like, What? I'm like, what does he want? Fucking Brie Bella? Like what is that is that what's going on here? (laughs) Like so So he says, um, he, he he starts talking about how everybody that's ever said they've loved him has thrown him away. Uh, even the girl that made him see a little bit of good out of everybody in this life. And that was the girl that he got on one knee and he told her that he wanted to uh, start a life with her. He wanted to make a home with her. He wanted to have children with her. And he's he talked about how he's not too far away from taking a handful of pills and calling it a day. Jesus Christ, if any of that is true, that is absolutely horrible. Um and I'm wishing him the best. That, yes, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's horrible. Absolutely, because um you know, everybody at this point, at least a good amount of people know, well, especially AW fans, them and their tribalism. Um, they know, uh, they know MJF's, you know, wife. They know MJF, well, fiance or girlfriend or whatever. She was on that one Dynamite. Apparently, obviously, we didn't report on this for news because it's not news. It's his personal life, but uh, it, it was reported by uh, SAP that uh, apparently that there is truth to that. Apparently, they are separated and. If that's the case, bro, I'm, I'm wishing MJF the best. He's probably going through a fucking world of heartache, bro. I, I can only imagine. Um, and man, I, I'm yeah, wishing him the best, man.
2: Same, man. That's that's horrible stuff. If he has, to, if he's going through that, man. So I really do wish him the best, man.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So he talked about, um, uh, so he said that and. He told Brian Danielson he hates him because he's trying to take away the only thing that matters to him in this life, and that is his Triple B, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And he he comes down to the ring and he says, You know, Brian, I wanna to talk to your kids and I was like, Oh fuck. Here we go. Yeah, so he starts saying, uh, you know, uh, as not going to be able to, you know, play with you again. Dada's not going to be able to uh, lift you up. And he starts saying all this stuff. And Brian tells him to shut the hell up before he whoops his ass or something like that. And MJF gets in the ring and he tell, and he gets in the ring and he says to Brian, he says that at Revolution, he is going to give him early C, T, and then Danielson hit him, um, and and prevented him from saying that last letter that was just, oh, God, um, bro, MJF is a fucking menace, uh, he told Daniel Bryan, he told, Jesus, what am I doing tonight, bro, he told Bryan Danielson, he told Danielson that he, uh, he was gonna give him CTE come revolution, and oh, my Lord, (laughs) fuck. Um
2: it should brutal as hell, man. I love it.
1: It was, man. It was. And this this is one of the only things this is one of the only things I, I've genuinely been, you know, really interested in, man. It's one of been one of the only things I've been really interested in for uh AEW television. Uh at least, you know, really, you know, genuinely uh, you know, just very intrigued on a week to week basis and uh it's just been it's just been very good, man. I mean um, could Mjf be hotter I think yes um but it doesn't you know it doesn't take away from the fact that it, it's still really good television nonetheless man but um definitely, uh, man.
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. I love I love this feud I really like where they're going with it and definitely I like how everything or every main person MJF feuds with he has a genuine main reason to dislike them it's it's awesome yep. that he always finds a way to do that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I really like that as well. Um, yes, everybody he's feuded with, bro. Cody was, you know, the, the student-turn, you know, student-teacher-type storyline. CM Punk probably had the coolest one. They gave you a whole origin backstory on them yeah. two. Uh, that was very good. Um, Darby Boy. Allen. He, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's genuinely had just really good reasons. Uh, well, Darby, it was kind of just, it was, it's kind of a mutual respect thing with them, but he just, it's kind of just different uh, personalities or different, just polar opposite type thing with those two. Yeah,
2: definitely, man. Definitely. It's, it's been great, man. And Gaff, man, he, he's definitely one of the best they got in that company, man.
1: Absolutely. And then with John Moxley and, and Brian Danielson, you know, well, Brian Danielson got his own reason, but John Moxley, pretty much, uh, you know, a lot of the the elite, well, the basis, kind of, at least the the stepping stones, or, uh, the foundation, if you will, for those two feuds was MJF's genuine dislike for Mister Regal, and, and yeah. it made sense. It made sense, man. So, fun. oh, that was another great backstory. Wow, what a dude! So such fantastic promos. Um. So definitely so these two get into a brawl get separated and then that was it man that was it for um, that was it for that uh, that was it for those two segment for the night man so we got one week left we have uh, at this point since we're since it's past midnight tomorrow is uh, yeah. is it for this is it for the revolution build bro that's it. And then Revolution yeah. Sunday. Um, so Jamie Hayter is in the back and she announces that at Revolution, uh, she said she understands uh, that there is two women that are in contention for an AEW World uh, Women's World Championship match. And those two women are Ruby Soho and Freelancer One. Soraya, um, so uh, she says, instead of making these two fight to see who is, uh, to see who's, um, who gets the championship match, why don't we just do a three-way match, Um. so that was uh, later on made official, man, we're going to see a three-way between Jamie Hayter, Ruby Soho, and Soraya, and that. Did not sound the best, but we're going to see a triple threat between these, these three women. Um, and no, it should definitely work both. Hey, hey, you said it. Is <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> the not... <laughs> <Well, I'm> not... <laughs> triple threat copyrighted order? I have no idea, but I don't know why they don't call it a, a triple threat match.
2: I would assume because doesn't, doesn't like impact and shit
1: call that shit a triple
2: threat? I think so. I want to I don't say they why. do. I don't, I don't know why they call that shit a three-way, man. But that shit always <laughs> throws me off, man. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I really like the idea of that match, and so I like how Jamie just said it. Just yeah, I'm down. Wow. I'm down for a, a red man. Look at the, that. The
1: champion
2: is down to fight.
1: Oh my wow. god! Look champion is down for a challenge. What do you know? Good All stuff. Right.
2: Okay. Well, Exactly, man. I like it, man. I like it. I might not like the overall feud, definitely on the fucking the outliers, fucking side, the free riders, whatever the fuck the they free are. Free riders. <laughs> <laughs> the free, ugh, dude, it is fucking idiots, man. But uh, I definitely still like Jamie Hater's champ, man. I like what she's been doing.
1: Definitely, bro. Definitely. Um, The only thing, honestly, that would keep me from putting the championship on Ruby Soho is uh, just simply off the fact it's a little too late or sorry, it's a little too early in Ruby Soho's reign. I think maybe double or nothing would be perfect or maybe even during the summer, because if you ask me which match I would like to see more, uh, because, you know, we're getting it. We're getting it at Forbidden Door, uh, Ruby or... Uh, Jamie to take on Mercedes. I would rather see Jamie because, First. you know, everybody remembers the Boston Hug Connection versus the Riot Squad every single fucking week in 2018, or sorry, 19. Um. Oh Ooh. my God. Two
2: teams <sighs> are fucking
1: Oh, every single fucking week. Uh, so at this point, I think I would rather see Jamie Hayter, uh, and I think Jamie's the better match. Um, it is definitely yeah. So I would definitely say Jamie. Jamie holds on to the belt, but honestly, if they want to do War Games, I would really be down for Ruby taking the title. <sighs> I would be down for Ruby to take the title uh, closer to War Games and kind of. Do something separate. Because uh, although I know it's inevitable Ruby is going to join this feud somehow, I don't want to see it.
2: No, I would much rather her use that feud as an opportunity to just take the title and let the two groups, you know, do what they do. I would like that a lot.
1: Definitely. All right, man. The... Of uh, the tag team battle royale, bro. This match, this match had so many people in it, dude. This match had 2.0, this match had Aussie open, this match had uh Rouge and fucking Perro Pelgroso. Uh this match had a uh, top flight in it. This match had 2.0. This match had so many good teams. This match had the Lucha Brothers in it. Fuck. I and I,
2: so many
1: teams. And I want to reiterate this match had Aussie Open in it. Mm-hmm. Bro. <sighs> good lord, man. Dude, this match wasn't really it. Um, dude, it seemed like all the fucking good teams got eliminated rather quickly. You know, so much so that the last two teams in the battle royale were. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and the best friends. Dude. Yeah. Are you fucking serious, so, bro?
2: They really... Those two options are so bad that I was really wanting Jeff Jarrett to be out to, to win it in by the end of that match because I hate... The best friends that much. You had those two fucking lame ass teams be last in the same match as Aussie Open 2.0 Top Flight Lucha Bros. <sighs> those are the teams that come out last. You're fucking kidding me. Dude What the fuck is this tag division, dog?
1: The amount of shenanigans that were going on Fucking Satnam Singh was catching Jeff Jarrett. He was holding up Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Dan Housen chasing Sanjay Dutt out of the arena. Satnam Singh continuing to save Jarrett from Trent trying to eliminate him. And fucking Jay Lethal. No, no, sorry. Jeff Jarrett gets the victory. For this group, Jeff fucking Jarrett gets the victory for his team. Not even Jay Lethal, the better of the two, Jeff yeah. fucking Jarrett eliminates Trent.
2: Get his ass out of here, bro. He impacting this. Impacting
1: this shit. This is this is exactly why people didn't want this guy in the fucking company, bro. No. Why they is this? Themselves exactly, he, dude, you are in a position of management, why you don't speak up and say, uh, hello, why don't we go with Aussie Open here, I think this would be the way better match, nope, let's go with ourselves so we can relive past glory, and, and try to get, uh, the, you know, some, some nice heel heat on the night, fuck this shit, dude, what is this? What bro shit, bro? I'm sick of it. Dude, I'm so sick and tired. Uh, this is why this is why you don't bring people like this into your fucking company, dude. This is exactly why you do not bring people like this into your company. And if he does want to be involved in the company, you're going to do what WWE did and keep his ass behind that fucking curtain. And what do they do? They put him on television, and now he's getting pay-per-view matches for a championship.
2: Wow. Horrible, man. They got to cut that shit, bro.
1: Like, dude, it's one thing if you want to put him in your, your, you know, in your quarterly... Uh in your quarterly uh what is it? Your you know your quarterly Sting Sting tag team match, you know, just for just for something fun on the pay-per-view for Sting to do. For the tag team championships, I would rather see Sting and Darby Allen in that fucking yeah. match than Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. At least Sting is good. However, um yes, Logan's Logan says Aussie Open has the Japan Cup on March 5th. Uh, that they're a part of, so I, uh, I honestly, top flight, top flight, um, top flight would have been perfect. They've been on a, they've been on a great run. They've been having a lot of great matches, and and they could have done some really good stuff. But yes, Jeff Jarrett was a good hire for Tony Khan, but he really should have fucking kept his ass behind that fucking curtain, bro. Um, no nobody show. cares to see this shit bro i mean if the dude is good backstage that's one thing then you keep his ass behind the fucking curtain because clearly every time you put him out in front of people if he's going to be in spots like this he he shouldn't he shouldn't be wrestling he should not be fucking wrestling this is exactly this is why <clears throat> why do you think people fell in love with AEW because there was fucking, there was a crop of new young talent. And when there is old people, it's people that are generally liked. It is people that are generally liked. You have Christian Cage, who even though, you know, he's a gray heel, people still like him. He gets a good heel heat. You know what I mean? People like Sting. People like those kind of older people. You know, Chris Jericho, CM Punk. People like those guys. Jeff Jarrett Nobody gives a flying fuck about. It. This is de- those four are dreadful television. Dreadful, absolutely fucking dreadful television.
2: I'm telling you, man. kid, the hell get get his ass out, bro. Get his ass off TV, man. And that's not what made you the alternative. It's shit like that. That was the alternative. That you guys were the alternative to. Come on, dog. Come on. <sighs>
1: Utterly ridiculous, dude. This, bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. Not good at all. In a match that had Aussie open, the Lucha Brothers and top flight, you went with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And if you wanted a heel team, great. 2.0 was in there. Where is their spotlight, Ben? Where? Oh. That team's great. Use them. The team is fucking fantastic, and you do not use them for whatever reason.
2: <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on.
1: So we go to we go from that to Tony Khan, and Rene Paquette in the back. As he chooses to not make the announcement that everybody has been waiting for, but he chooses to have Adam Cole do it for him. Adam Cole comes on and he says sometime in March, no date sometime in March, there will be a show premiering after AEW dynamite, uh, AEW all access. It's going to feature behind the scenes stuff with him and Britt Baker. You know, we don't, we went over, we went over the announcement part of it on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he says, and that same night, that's the very same night AEW All Access debuts. Adam Cole is going to make his in-ring return. Okay, first of all, we talked about the announcement part of it. Uh, you know, you guys could go watch Friday for that. Pretty much the gist of it was, uh, it's good. You know, it, you know, it, it's not nothing necessarily like you know negative. It's not really a negative, but it's just kind of something that wasn't needed. Uh, and we pretty much kind of just talked about how AEW has bigger problems that they need to fucking worry about. Um, so, that was that. But for the whole rant, that is on Friday's episode. So, uh, if you guys did miss that, it's available on all platforms for you guys. So, um, first and foremost... Do not have Adam Cole go out there and and fucking go out there and say and and take the brunt of, of an announcement that overall was not the big important announcement you built it up to be. You have Adam Cole do it and not to mention not to mention you have him try to cover it up. In some sorts, uh, also, you teased him coming back at Revolution. Let's not forget that video package where he was running the ropes and he said, I don't know where I'm going to make my return, but I think I'm going, uh, I think I have my, I think I have my eye on on the right spot. And then the camera focused heavily on that Revolution banner. Let's not act like he didn't fucking tease a Revolution banner. Let's not act like he didn't tease a revolution uh, return. And this is how you know Tony Khan was not ready for this announcement. And I well, think he solely did this because people, a lot of people were coming down on him about telling stories in AEW, and a lot of people were kind of... It was around the time people had just kind of started to bring up the argument uh, about, you know, people not really telling stories on AEW television. And and a lot of people were saying, you know, AEW needs some, some more intriguing stuff on their television. And what does Tony Khan do? He puts together one of his big announcements. So,
2: yeah. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't care for what they're doing. Not, not, not that it's bad, but like... Why are you wasting Adam Cole on just a random TV match? Why Why isn't it at Revolution? Like, dog, he could easily be going for Orange Cassidy and take that fucking All-Atlantic Championship from his ass. Something yeah. like that, man. He could easily do that shit. Nah, you're just gonna... Especially when they have a past, even though I don't like that past, they have a past in AEW that you can make a story around. You know what I mean? Orange Cassidy beat him <laughs> so use that and have him take that title from him no nah, you're just gonna lump him in with some show that although it's gonna be cool to see him on it's like it wouldn't it be cooler to see him on after he won a championship and you can see his journey coming back to win a championship wouldn't it make that show a little more intriguing to watch come on man come on TK.
1: definitely Definitely, dude. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that was Tony Khan's kind of way of saying, oh, I'll give you some must-see television. Sammy who? And then he gives you that announcement. Um, Like I said, not a bad announcement at all. You know, it's it it, it doesn't, it, you know, I mean, it adds another, uh, it adds another, you know, kind of unnecessary, it adds an unnecessary it's unnecessary right now in the terms in in the sense of there is way more important things you need to focus on than an aew reality TV series um and then to save it till 20 minutes before the show is over to me is wild is wild.
2: You should have just started the show off with that at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh man I mean you know, like I said, Not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not something that you that you needed to hype up for, you know, five days building into the show. So, you know, it is what it is. And I think uh, I think, you know, you're you're lessening the strength of your revolution card a little bit. And I hope I say that in the sense of maybe he took that off of revolution to shorten the match card. Um which is nice in a way. But this is Tony Khan we're talking about, and he probably is just gonna put something else in that spot. Um and you don't
2: shorten Adam Cole from the show. You've got to shorten exactly. Jack Cole from yes. the show. You've got to shorten yes. um the fuck are they probably gonna put on that fucking show? I don't even know. Dude, there's no, like, side feuds to put up on that show anyway. <laughs> like, dog. Well,
0: they'll make some.
2: They'll have... <laughs> do, oh, yeah. He'll come Wednesday, <laughs> we'll get some random bullshit. We'll get fucking Big Bill and fucking Lee Moriarty versus some fucking random-ass people. But, um... Yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah and in the main event we got john moxley versus mm. evil uno uh yeah yeah oh it was a great match it was a great match but uh evil uno evil uno man i don't know what kind of story they want to tell with the dark order all of a sudden but you cannot sit there and tell me that you are going to try to fucking push these guys now and give them some kind of story now when them turning heel a little bit after Brody Lee passed would have fucking been great.
2: Perfect, And it's what should happen. Now they want to be serious and taken seriously. Now they don't want to be seen as some fucking jokes. Come on, dude. Where was this fucking year and a half, two years ago, dog? Yep. The fuck? How about you go take yourself seriously when you when you actually had your group there? Now it's just a fucking three dorks. Yeah. Fucking. Come on, dog. Come on. I love Uno, man. I actually really do. Him and Stu were the the besides Brody were the best part of that fucking group. So. Oh, they're great. If, you, if you're able, to get Stu back. Fucking. It's Silver and Reynolds, and hey, you have another great tag team on your fucking roster, especially if they're serious. I would love that.
1: Dude, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson would be so good in this tag division. I don't know what Stu Grayson is doing nowadays. I don't know if he's just out of wrestling, but, I mean, we haven't seen We haven't heard about him popping up anywhere. I'm sure he's doing, you know, random about indies, but... Dude, oh my god. I swear
2: to god, man.
1: You know how bad I would love to add these two to my fucking shelf next to Brody Lee, but I just can't because he was the only fucking good one in that group?
2: Literally, bro. Literally. Those two can be so good, and you just let the one go.
1: Ooh. Oh, shit. I would love hey that, Logan. I could see that. Logan says in the chat, Alter Bridge will be performing an hour away from SoFi Stadium on April first. Maybe they come and play Edge Out on night two. That would I be pretty badass. I would like that, dude. What if they did both songs? They sing both. Oh. What if they did I the see. other side and Metalingus? They stayed out there for the whole, you know, however long. Unless Finn comes out to the Demon song. Um, oh, yeah, fucking do both, bro. I, f- seriously, you know, dude. That besides that Finn Balor song, dude. I wish he would just come out to the other side all the time. Anyway, that shit is oh, not yeah. it.
2: Oh yeah, he does do... I just realized he, he just made me realize he does do both of their songs separately. Like, yeah, just just do like the demon, like <laughs> over the fucking the other side dog that shit would be heat
1: that shit would be pretty sick that w- dude that would actually be badass i'm actually i'm gonna start lobbying it for that to happen bro um yeah do like a demon mix of the other side that would be pretty fucking cool bro you had like the demon heartbeats over demon. it
2: because the demon is his other side man so that shit could be
1: that would be that pretty shit. fucking sick bro
2: I would love that shit. They got to do
1: that shit. Play fucking... Play both of them out there. Dude. Big oh, man. That should That would go hard. That would go really hard, bro. Oh, um, Yeah, because if, if the Demon song is anything like his new version of Catch Your Breath, I think the song was called, I don't want to fucking mm-hmm. hear it. I would rather For him all. just come out to the other side. I love the... I like the other side more than I like Metalingus um, in terms hey. of... Dude, the visual so i was t- i tell you guys this all the time but i have such a weird relationship with edge's judgment day because i wanted to like the fucking group so much because they look so fucking cool together and edge really edge with like the front half of his hair tied up and the and you know the back part flowing down and him wearing those like dark capes coming out to the other side there's no visual like that that looked fucking so sick that looks so sick. um, Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, man. dude. I dude, wanted to man. like that group so much, and they were just so bad. <laughs> oh,
2: they were so shit. But they could have been so fucking cool, man. Dude, really? Another, they another group that if fucking Triple H would have taken over just a, a little bit further, yes. man. That, that group could have been hard as fuck, man.
1: He, but, yes. Um, he could have saved Edge's Judgment Day. Ooh. Oh, man, seeing that
2: camera paying to the demon while the fucking song says, fucking, when it talks about, you know, the other side, man, that shit will be so
1: hard. Yeah, really? As he's he's saying, you'll reach the, once you reach the other side, Finn just, like, rises from smoke. Oh, Oh, my God, that would go so fucking hard. <laughs> and it
2: says like, step into the dark. It's waiting that you just see just a dark, empty, you know, stage.
1: And oh, then when it says that, light, you just see, like, a silhouette yeah. and the purple light. Oh, man. Ooh. That shit would go would be... hard. That shit would go hard. Fire.
2: Fuck, I played both of them, oh, man.
1: Seriously, man. Get fucking Wardlow in WWE fast enough to get him out of a fucking video package room, and fucking maybe you could have Black Sabbath play him out one day. You never know. True. That could be true,
2: man. That's if I have that's if I'm an alchemist, you know where he's at. You might think he back in He be back in the '80s.
1: So shit, just fly one of them rubber bats at him, have him bite the head off of the fucking thing again. Um, yeah, man. But oh, dude, that that's would actually. That would go pretty sick, uh, or that would be pretty sick. Um, yeah, I I hear a lot of people saying they don't mind Finn's new song. Personally, I I don't like it. No. If it's, yeah. I I love the original Catch Your Breath. I don't know what okay. this fuck. I think I think Logan is. I think I have a. Uh, I think I like. It's just, Def Rebel. Like, if you're gonna make Finn a new song just make them a new fucking song. But don't try to remix somebody else's work and make it horrible. Or If it's not better than what it was, just make them something completely new. That is the
2: thing about Death Rebel,
1: man. They just
2: do shitty remixes of already good existing songs. Like, if you made your own song that wasn't that great, oh well. But you're remixing good shit into shit. And yes. And Death Rebel, man, even when they do produce something decent, man, it's like, you know when that person you don't like makes a good joke and you don't even want to laugh because you don't like that motherfucker? That's like death that's when Death Rebel makes something good. (laughs) They they make something good and you're like, damn, that shit that shit decent. But I ain't gonna let nobody know because they fucking suck overall.
1: You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) They that they they, that they that guy. They're that guy.
1: Just give me around just give me around a fucking manager. That's me. Besides a handful of them. Um, besides a couple of them. I'm nine times out of ten, I'm just giving them a blank stare. I'm not laughing at your fucking joke. That's really um good. that's just how it is. Um but but I think that's what it is for me. Like I, I feel like, you know, if you're gonna remix if you're gonna remix catch your breath, it better be fucking ten times better than catch your breath. Uh and it's it just sounds too, like... I don't know, man. It just doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound edgy enough as as Catcher Breath. It no. doesn't give me Finn Balor vibes, if that makes any sense. Um, it does. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, anyway. Towards uh, the end of Dynamite, uh, we get a blood fest uh, with John Moxley absolutely beating the holy piss out of Evil Uno. He beats him with a bulldog choke. Um the blackpool Combat club uh, have somewhat acknowledged that they have stable mates Claudio and Wheeler come out to help John Moxley even though nobody except for Takeshita has uh Brian Danielson's back that didn't make any That doesn't make any sense to me yeah. but i digress um we're going to let that slide. um but um so you know you go through uh you know they they go through that. Dark Order come out to break Mox up. Black Combat Club come out. Hangman comes out. Wraps some barbed wire around his fist. Starts punching Mox and uh, Mox starts bleeding buckets everywhere. And that was uh, that was the end. That was the end of Dynamite Man. Overall, a pretty okay week. It just happened. There's you know, you know. there mm-hmm. was some shit I absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Mr. Uh, fucking Samoa Jeff video Jeff. package and, uh, Je- Je- Jeff Jarrett, um, dude, that irked me. That irked me. But other than that, man, uh, it, I mean, it was an okay week. And then, oh, bro, and then that announcement really blew me, too. I can't lie. I was looking, yeah. I was just looking at the TV like, you built this shit up for four days for
2: this. For days? Damn. For fucking, who cares? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Kind of
1: annoying. Definitely, dude. So let me see, man. So then on Rampage, then on Rampage we get Let me see. I need to look it up because I genuinely cannot remember the one dude's name. Um What's up?
2: Oh, no, I just said trench.
1: Oh no! No, how can I forget Trench? Um. So. <laughs> okay, I uh, I'm not finding any with his uh. I'm not finding. Okay. Got it. Okay, got it, got it. All right. Okay. Cool. I found out his name, guys. Okay, so on Rampage, they announce. It's so funny, too, because I believe earlier that, earlier that day, you and I, as well as Logan, in our group chat, were talking, and Logan, I believe, mentioned something about what the fuck is going on with the Revolution Ladder Match, and, well, instead of, instead of doing qualifying matches, AEW took the route of just announcing competitors, because, It's so crazy to me, dude. You had a whole three months build Mm -hmm. to build to a pay-per-view, and you are just confirming things? Like, dude, I don't give a shit. I want to see things confirmed for a pay-per-view at the very least a fucking month ahead. Three weeks at the very closest. Three weeks, two weeks till the pay-per-view. Dude, getting it down to two weeks or a week is wild, is actually fucking wild, bro. You need time to establish that they're having this match and then build upon that. I mean, my God. So they announced the one, two, three, four, five, eight competitors. They announced the eight competitors in this match. Mm -hmm. And wait up. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I'm talking about it.
2: It's not even on the pay per
1: view. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: they confirmed it. it's, it's going to be on Dynamite this weekend on the pay per view. As th- it. I would
1: hope it event at least. Uh... <laughs> you didn't know that it wasn't on the pay per view? I fucking completely missed that. No. Oh, yeah. It's oh, on the my God. That the is one of up. the. <laughs>
2: The match that's literally named after the pay per view ain't even on the pay per view.
1: What the fuck is wrong with this dude, bro? He needs, he genuinely needs to get his head out of his ass, dude. Get your sorry. head out yeah. of your ass, bro. Oh, sorry, God. This was like when they did that fucking full gear eliminator tournament, at the fucking dynamite after full gear. What yeah. is going on? Dude, <sighs> I don't
2: know what the fuck's
1: going on here, man. I'm just reading Tony's tweet, and I'm like, live on Wednesday? What? Mm -hmm. And then I just see this Dynamite logo. Bro. What is this shit, dude? Trash. Well, it's kind of fucking pointless to bring up now. Well, we got for next week, well, tomorrow on Dynamite. And by the way, what a fucking horrible crop of names this is, man. I mean, there's a few good ones, uh, you know, as always. But, dude, what the fuck is this face of the Revolution ladder match compared to last year's? Last year, we had Heathley, Wardlow, Orange Cassidy had some fun spots in there. We had we had some fun people in there. This year, this is who we get. I'll start with the good names. Konosuke Takeshita, Will Hobbs, A.R. Fox, and Eddie Kingston. And then we have Sammy Guevara, Ortiz, Action Andretti, and Commander. Who the fuck is Commander, you may ask? Well, that's a great fucking question, because I guess he's just some luchador that they signed, or that is doing a one-off, I... uh... I don't even know what this fucking point, man. <sighs> this is ass, bro. Why is this on fucking. Why is this on Wednesday, dude?
2: Dude, I don't even fucking know at this point. You'd be to probably put some of the random shit on that pay per view. And you're if... going to put the, the batch named after the pay per view on the dynamite before.
1: If I see this motherfucking Jade Cargill match next week on the show. You know, if you're pulling the face of the revolution ladder match from the show and you have a Jade Cargill match on your pay-per-view, oh, you'll hear from me. Oh, and and they will. Oh, man. Well, what else happened on fucking Rampage, man? Ah, oh, well, first things first, we seen our first look at Preacher Lee. Oh, my God, you should have kept him home. Oh my God. What is going on in AEW right now, bro? Dude, it gets to a point
2: where sometimes you have to tell people, no, you cannot do that. You have to do this because him looking like that. Ain't it dog? It's not.
1: Reverend Lee preacher Lee has, has finally, this is some Vince McMahon shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Remember when we used to always make fun of Preacher Lee? Well, it's a real fucking thing now, apparently. He's actually Preacher Lee. Wow.
0: Not to mention.
1: Not to mention. Lance Archer returns. Lance Loser returns with a full head of box braids. (gasps) Oh. Oh so man!
2: Ugly ass, ugly ass beats. Send oh. his ass to a fat bro. What? Uh,
1: what a ba- what a bad repackage, bro.
2: Send I his mean,
1: ass over, dog. Holy fucking moly, man!
2: <laughs> Get his ass out of
1: here. Uh, what is going on, dude? What the fuck is going on? So. That was Rampage. I guess we'll uh, hear more from Preacher Lee. Oh, man. If it... <sighs> we'll talk more about it, bro. I don't want to keep you guys here all night, man. We still got Raw. Uh, not too much on Raw to talk about, though. Um, Man, Raw was not it tonight, bro. Raw was not it tonight. Um, Man, um... Yeah, Raw was not it. Uh, like I said, I genuinely... I, I genuinely... Like... I I didn't it wasn't even fucking thinking about it. I genuinely forgot to live tweet during the show because I was just so disinterested in the show. I was so fucking disinterested in this show. Uh it did not feel like they were building to a WrestleMania. A lot of things felt the match placement tonight felt really weird. It felt really weird in the sense of uh It felt really weird in the sense of like they got all their main shit out of the way in the beginning, and then the rest of the show was kind of just left left to the wastelands, in my opinion. Um Yeah, I I don't know, man. Wasn't uh wasn't really feeling it, bro. Was not really feeling tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. It did not get me, you know, excited for mania or anything like that. Um But not not, not that good, man. I mean, uh, you know, Logan said it in the very beginning, uh, Logan said it in the very beginning, but, um, yes, uh, people absolutely need to blame triple H. Uh, it's yeah. uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, we, you know, we all, that is, that is our main, that is one of our main things over here, bro. Um, uh, you, Don't hear this from a lot of people in the IWC, bro. A lot of people aren't very honest with their audiences. Look, tonight, if it sounds like I'm shitting all over AEW again, it's because that's honestly how I feel. I'm not sitting here trying to put on an anti-AEW act or, you know, I don't fucking hate AEW and same thing with WWE. Uh, Generally, I've been loving what WWE's doing, but man, when they have a show that just is not it and it's just fucking off... I'm gonna tell you guys about it. I don't, uh, you know, no tribalism here, man.
2: Hell no, bro. Fuck that shit. Um, well, anything as long as it's not Vince. Dog. I mean, if 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 Vince Uh. does come back. (laughs)